right, man. We are live. Beauty. Hey, everybody. Welcome here. <clears throat> Wait a couple minutes for everybody to kind of come in. Today's fun. Today's one of my favorite things that I actually get to do. We get to do a Q&A. Uh, for those of you that don't believe it, I actually don't know the questions ever because I asked Shane not to tell me. So did you get even questions? I don't even know if you did. I'll be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> I Yeah, we got some and then I compiled the uh, some of the more common questions that people have come up with in the past and then some questions from uh, our existing team. So we got lots and uh, hopefully we have a huge crowd here and uh, people get to uh, ask their own questions and we can answer those live. So you definitely don't know those ones. <laughs> no, yeah, that I definitely do not know. So for those of you that's your first time here, welcome. Uh, my name is Brad Vandwell. It's my business partner, Shane Hillier. I used to run the number one team at the number one Remax office in the world. I'm a real estate coach now. Our team did about 1,250 deals last year. So I know a little bit about real estate. We do this live every single Tuesday. Um, we're up to almost 5,000 people now. Uh, so it's getting pretty crazy of how many people have registered for it. So we always ask that people kind of put where they're from uh, every every morning. So if you notice, there's a lot of people put in here and a lot of people putting there from Calgary, from from uh, from Toronto, it looks like. So put where you're from. Uh, Shane, maybe tell a little bit about yourself. And I'm actually going to get a pen and something else while, uh, while you say hello. Yeah, absolutely. So uh... As Brad mentioned, my name is Shane Hillier. Um, I, uh, Brad and I have been working together for, uh, I think, about six long years now. Um, but uh, my background uh, is pretty much that in the marketing side of things, uh, systems, automations, things like that. So um, everything that you see with uh, WM Coaching, uh, all the systems, all the uh, marketing side of it, a lot of that uh, has to do with uh, some of the stuff that uh, myself and my team have created. And uh, it work uh, a lot with our real estate agents uh, on the marketing side. So things like Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, and things like that. So we, um, uh, we take care of a lot of that for um, our clients. And of course, you know, managing, maintaining W income coaching and uh, helping agents, uh, you know, be more successful. And uh, that's uh, mostly what I've been doing for the past uh, few years. Brad, where are you from right now? Have you moved to the U.S.? <laughs> okay, Mr. Are you trying to piss me off before? Already? No, I'm not. I'm trying, I'm trying to joke around a little bit because I can see you're not in a good mood. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. For those of you who don't know, uh, I got COVID uh, two weeks ago in the United States, and I've been stuck living out of a suitcase. I have no clean clothes. Like I look like hell. I feel like shit. So still showed up, though, so that's good. I'm supposedly getting on a flight home today, so excited to go home and shower and be a normal human again instead of being a refugee in the united states so pretty pumped to uh pretty pumped to go back home so it's gonna be good well at least you've been you know been traveling around a little bit right so yeah, yeah no, it's you know, where are you at now in tampa or are you in orlando i'm in orlando now so my okay. flight's out of here today so get nice. to go home today knock on wood as long as the lady there knows the rules because i have to not be in canada for i have to be in the states for 11 days and today's yesterday was day 11 so Wow. Hey, I'm going home at 4.30 and life will get back to normal again after a couple of days. So it's good. Awesome. So you want to get after it right now? Probably. Hey, we started about five after, so it's pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. So as um, <clears throat> for those of you just popping on here, uh, let me just turn off my phone because this thing's going to be annoying here. Hang on. Um, turn this off. Uh, so uh, as Brad mentioned, uh, today we're doing a live Q&A. This is uh, your opportunity to uh, ask Brad anything. Um, and he didn't mention he knows a little bit about real estate. Again, uh, he doesn't toot his own horn a whole lot, but uh, 
Brad uh, and his team have done over 1,100 transactions last year. Brad, you doubled that from the year before, right? More than that. We did 300, then we went up to 1,250, actually. So 1,250 transactions last year, which is absolutely amazing. Brad used to run the number one team at the number one Remax office in the world. And uh, I think this year your goals are to hit uh, over 2,000 transactions. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just unbelievable, right? And I mean, it's funny because a lot of times when I – uh, we do a lot of the social media for uh, uh, for the the coaching calls and typically this Q and A call. Um, when I post uh, on social media, there's always people in there that question whether or not you're actually capable of doing <laughs> 1,100, 1,250 um, transactions. Um, but uh, here you are, and I can't imagine uh, you'd be uh, not telling the truth. So, so today we're doing a Q and A. Um, as Brad mentioned, we have a list of questions here that I've pulled. Uh, uh, from our team, from uh, some of the posts that we've done on social media, and then uh, some uh, some of the additional uh, uh, common questions that we typically get or Brad typically gets, and we'll go through those. Uh, and if you do have any questions as, as we're going, uh, as Brad's answering these, go ahead and uh, drop them in the comments here. I'll make note of them, and then we'll go ahead and, uh, and uh, yeah, answer those. So Brad, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, all right. So first James, question. Before we go, that I, have, I forgot to invite a yeah. friend. Oh, so sure. for those of you, for those of you that uh, I know, some of you always always ask that you want to invite a friend. I'm actually just going to put that in here right now. Um, so for the people that you know want to maybe invite a friend to come and look at all this stuff again, our coaching program is absolutely free. The only way that we get more and more people coming is by you telling people. So here's the link right there. If you have a friend, I think it's just name and email, Shane. I think so. Anyways, for those of you that want to invite a friend. Please feel free to click there. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Shana, but we've got to do that this morning. Yeah, no problem. Um, one really quick question here. So Tony's asking, um, or no, sorry, not Tony. There was another one. Where to go? Where to go? Uh, something along the lines of, I, I think, um, uh, is it just you or do you have a team? Uh, so I'll break down the numbers for you. So I did almost 100 resale myself last year. We did 900 pre-construction. Uh, in our pre-construction division, getting on with a big developer. And then the other, the other, what is that? Maybe 12, 250 deals were throughout the team. Uh, my team has grown now to, I think, I don't even fucking know how many people I have on my team. Maybe mid-20s, I think 25. Poppers, anywhere from 23 to 27 people on my team in Calgary also. Uh, so we have, we have quite a few people that are on there too. So, yeah, and let me just go ahead and, and mention that um, your team last year was only six people, right? You had a yeah. very small team last year. Um, and this year, I think you've added what almost 20 some people in like five weeks to the team. I guess it's just, been, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a few months, maybe three, but yeah, we've added, and we've added, I think we just added three more. I don't even know, like, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. I don't know how many we have. I've been gone for three weeks and I know we've had three or four people join the team because I got notifications. So uh, when I get back, I'll have a better answer. So many people I have on the team as of right now, I actually don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's, let's go. Let's go ahead here. First question. Um, so uh, this person here asks, what can I do to follow? Um, or, no, hang on a second. So, uh, yeah, so basically I'm a, I'm a relatively new agent. What can I do to follow in your footsteps? Uh, so that I can see the same level of success that you have seen. 
Well, you have to be one crazy fuck to follow in my footsteps. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I think that if I don't necessarily suggest following in my footsteps, to be completely honest with you, unless you want to live with alcoholism and panic attacks. But um, I think it just depends on what your version of it is. In order to get to the top where I'm at, you know, Shane Hillier is one of the only people I know that works as much as I do. But there's you got to put an 18 hour day sometimes like there's days where my first meetings at 6 30 in the morning and my last one's at 1 1 a.m because of different time zones and stuff so i wouldn't necessarily suggest it i think it's defined what your definition of success is if you want to follow exactly my footsteps it's going to take time like i just didn't all of a sudden do 1200 deals we landed a really really big developer that helped me get there my goal was never to do a thousand ends i'll be completely honest with you i never thought it was possible but we happened to Thanks to my business partner, Mark, happened to come up with a concept for pre-construction that served us really well in order to sell more houses. So I think that, you know, and if you want to do, let's say, 50 or 60 or whatever your number is, you got to figure out where your deals are going to come from. And that's the biggest thing that I think that real estate, real estate agents make mistakes is they're like, I want to sell 50 deals. They have this vision of selling 50 or 100, but I have no idea how the fuck to get there or how to do it or what to do. So I think you got to pick where your deals are going to come from and stick to it. A lot of agents give up if you're doing... <clears throat> I don't know if you're doing door knocking, if you're doing, you know, retirement community, anything that we teach or anything that you're doing, you got to stick to it and know that the deals are going to come from there. So um, I don't know if that really answers the question, but the truth of it is, is that to get to where I am, you got to start a big team and going, doing it all over again. I, I wouldn't, I'd just be a single agent uh, and run with two or three team members and be more profitable is, is truthfully what I would do if I could go back and do it all over again. Awesome. <clears throat> Um, I know this is uh, always a, a very, very common question and, and we get this a lot. I know you do too. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about what sort of marketing you do and what has been your best paid lead gen strategy? So my best paid lead gen strategy has been actually when Shane was, was doing it for us. We had a pre-construction. Remember that one was pretty good. We were landing it pretty good. So we did, we uh, advertised a lot of pre-construction stuff. So there was a lot of pre-construction going on in Calgary. We would advertise homes that at the time, not anymore, they've gone up 200 grand. Shane, we talk about that. That's hilarious. Some of the stuff you're advertising is up 150 grand now from last year. Wow. So, so it's like, I think that at the time, um, some developers were offering like $50,000 off of a home or $20,000 off a home. I would advertise that. Now, for those people that don't have listings, go around and find pre-construction and ask the developer if you can market them and just market for free. It's a lead magnet that you can have. And if they have a lot of inventory, you know, that's pretty big too. So I think that the best lead gen I've ever done personally was I did Facebook ads, long format. Maybe you can describe it a little bit, Shane, because you're the one to put it together. But I know that I was getting shitty leads for a while. We paid, had to pay more, but they had to give us more information. So maybe if you want to explain a little bit of that since you set it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I can talk a little bit about um, uh, the, the very, the, probably the, the, two or three best strategies that I think we've seen over the past six years with you. Uh, and then now what we're seeing with some of our team members uh, as well. Uh, so the what we were doing back uh, was, again, it was pre-construction or new construction. And the, um, uh, the, the ad was very, very simple. It was basically a picture of a pre-construction home. And uh, it was uh, a essentially get your list of like say $40,000 um, and get your list of uh, our newest pre-construction homes starting at $399,000. Uh, but what we ended up changing is that we actually put together a survey. So in order to get the information, people had to run through the survey. Now the leads were about three to four times the cost, 
but um, I believe the leads were uh, probably like much, much higher quality um, simply because we're, you know, you're adding a little bit more friction uh, between uh, like with the lead, right? So they're actually having to answer some questions. So some of the questions were, I think we were getting like 15 points of data at that point it where it's huge. like, name, email, 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 email. Spend. yeah. It was crazy, like how much they wanted to spend, what their like, so what their budget was. You know, do they currently own a home? Um, do they uh, uh, do they have a down payment? What their credit score was? Uh, you know, what kind of home were they looking for? Like we were asking, like, are you looking? You know, you know, three bedroom home, two baths. You know, and, and we were getting all this information. And so by the time the lead walks through this uh, very long survey, um, they're they're typically you know a little bit more um, open to receiving phone calls and queries from the agents uh, than, you know, leads you would typically generate on Facebook using lead forms. So that was, uh, that was one of the better ones. That one ran forever too. Like we ran that, that ad for at least 12 to 14 months, like something, something ridiculous. Um, And uh, so that was one of them. The other one I think that you should probably talk about is the first time home buyer webinars, because that has been, uh, a really good one for your personal production, I think, over the past uh, past years, or past two years almost now. Oh, the pre-construction? The, the first-time homebuyer webinars. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I have a company that I started that does first-time homebuyer webinars. Um, that's probably been my, that's actually probably been my best lead, Jen, is, you know, a company that I work with set up my my first time home buyer webinars, they do all the marketing, they get everything done. And I had maybe 50 to 75 people that show up every single time I do one, which is crazy. Um, and it's been absolutely lucrative. I probably made $600,000 from these first time home buyer webinars. So that is probably, uh, that's probably the, the number one actually too. I have 50 people at least a week that are on there and uh, first time home buyers. So a lot of them are working with realtors and I do that. So that's definitely my, my biggest lead gen for sure. That's a good point. I forgot about that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you've, so you've actually, so for anybody that's interested, Brad's actually started a, a program and a course. Um, and uh, uh, it's something that like I, the, the team that runs all of that is the same team that runs all of your first time home buyer webinars. Yeah, if you want to put a, do you want to find the link and drop it in there? Uh, yeah, I can. So while, while I do that, why? So the third strategy. I'll answer, rate, some, I'll answer some of the questions. Okay, sure. Okay, go, go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to do that. So, um, does Brad do any social media to get business? No, I hate social media. I've started to. Have you watched my stories lately, Shane? I'm on fire. I'm just lighting that thing up. Have you seen no, them or I no? I haven't seen any of them on Facebook. On Facebook and Insta, it's like every day there's like 10 different posts that I have in my stories, 10 different. Oh, really? Like, okay, I'll have to check yeah, that out. <laughs> so I'm not doing much on social media. I'm starting to, um, for those of you who want to. And then Shane, maybe you want to drop my YouTube link in there too. Sure. For those okay. of you that want to follow me on YouTube, uh, that's kind of where we're pushing content. So a lot of this content goes to my YouTube channel. So I'm going to start advertising the YouTube channel that I have. So for those of you who want to be successful, YouTube is probably the, the number one thing I would think because people are searching on there on how to do stuff. Um, some of my business partners out of Dallas made over a million dollars from their YouTube channel last year, and they were brand new agents that never sold a home and they didn't sell a home the first quarter. So to do a million dollars in, in, you know, in nine months is pretty huge. And they've already had done, I think, 15 million this year already and did 33 million last year. So they're on pace to do a hundred million. It's insane. That's all from YouTube. So my, if I were to start something and then I have, and I keep doing it, it would be a YouTube channel, but I don't do too much on social media. So I do not get a lot of business. I would say I get, I don't, I can't tell you if I've ever got business from social media, to be completely honest. I'm starting to get questions now, 
but I just started it about a month or two ago. Uh, Lisa, so Brad is saying, get our butts, get off our butts and be consistent. That's absolutely true. Consistency is key for you guys to be successful. Um, that's how I became successful. I was just consistent every day with what I was doing, uh, even if I didn't want to do it. The phone will never stop weighing 10,000 pounds, but you know what? I still, every day, I, I still, when I make my calls, it's like I'm super excited to make them. I'm like, yeah, I get to make all these calls. Like, it's not like that. So just know that even if you're quote unquote at the top, uh, it still is a struggle for me to to get on the phone every day and do what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's challenging, but that's what sets me apart from everybody else is I do it when I don't want to. A lot of people, when they don't want to do it, they just don't do it. Um, what are the five most important things? Um, what are the five most important things that helped you making this happen? What role did technology play? Uh, I'd say the role that technology played was very, very little at the time. I didn't, I'm not a tech person, so I don't have a lot of tech. Last year, we with the coaching program now, we have a lot of technology things to Shane because he can create it and we're business partners. But before, I didn't do a lot of tech. But five most important things, I don't know if I have five most important things. Some things that I talk about is your schedule, making sure your schedule is on point. Like every Sunday, you should fill your schedule with your personal stuff to make sure that you're okay, your family stuff, and then you fill in work stuff last. Um, I'd say that, but I don't really do it all the time, but if it's not on my schedule, it doesn't happen. So you have to make sure you're extremely scheduled, uh, find a coach or a mentor is another thing or somebody that motivates you. Uh, that's another big thing. Um, and just keep doing the work whenever you don't want to. Those are probably the top three things I would say, uh, to do it. Um, door knocking. I've never door knocked, to be honest. Actually, that's not true. I did it once. I did get a listing, but it's just not my jam. So I don't really do it. Uh, can you share sample ads or surveys you've run? I don't really have any, to be honest, Dimitri. I don't really have any surveys or anything like that. Personally, my marketing team does. So it just depends. Who is the company Who is the company that you use for the webinar that brought such success? Okay, it's right there. Uh, we dropped that in there. Um, it's a phenomenal program. Kevin Lane, yeah, he loves it. So... It's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal program. Anybody that's, anybody that wants to fucking print money should go and buy this course. Um, we, I think we're at a 97%. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically where you stay, we're, we're, well, swip it around. We're only at a 3% refund rate, which is insane in the, in the, in the book of, of basically doing any kind of marketing. So if you want to guaranteed to print money, uh, I was just with my friend Dale in Tampa and he got the course and I think he's right around averaging one pre-approval a week right now. So imagine being able to get a course that you do first time home buyers on Zoom like this and you get one you get one extra uh one extra buyer a week. It's insane. Like again, I made over six hundred thousand dollars from this exact same thing. So my rate of return on the course that I bought is pretty crazy. And I think that one of the best things about that uh about that that strategy is that you're not you're not spending any time following up with people. Right. So where where so typically with Facebook leads, you run an ad, you start generating about like we've got an ad right now for pre-construction generating leads for like a buck twenty-five, right? So we're bringing in, and I feel yeah. bad for the team, but like we're bringing a ton of leads, right? So that the agents are sitting there, and you know what you're doing now is you're picking up the phone, you're calling all these leads as they're coming in, then you have to follow up with them, and then you get to keep following up with them, try to get a hold of them, and so on. But the first time home buyer webinars, you're spending an hour a week that's yeah. that, that's really all you're doing because the what ends up happening is that you're quali essentially qualifying them and building rapport on the webinar at the end of the webinar you're booking a call with the lender 
So you're not even doing the follow-up with at the end of the call either. The lenders are the ones that are doing the follow-ups and the leads are booking calls directly into that. So you basically, you're not following up with any of your leads until they've been pre-qualified by the lender. It's, it's, it's one of the best strategies ever. And now, Brad, I think you've completely automated it. <laughs> so yeah. it's even, so it you don't even have to spend an hour a week anymore. No, and then I think, and I think that, but I have a team, so it's pretty cool. So like, if, like I get a pre-approval now, I send it to my team, especially now that I've been a refugee in the United States for two weeks. So I kind of send everything off to other people so they can kind of deal with it. But yeah, it's amazing. It's the best program that I've had by far. Um, how do you do cold calls? Do you use Mojo platform? Again, that sounds tech-based. I know what Mojo is, but I don't. I literally, which I could be more efficient. In Canada, we don't have, we have stricter rules for cold calling than you guys do. Um, one of the greatest things that I've done to get leads and, and to get listings has been calling landlords. So like I'll go to a rental site where people have houses and condos for rent and I'll call them the landlord and ask if they've thought of selling their rental property or if they want to buy another one. So that's my cold calling is I just find a website and I start calling them. So I want to build a business. How do you receive business? Uh, that's tough to answer. How do I receive business? There's like 30 different things my team does. So that's, that's honestly Foster. That's too long to answer. I'm not seeing it on my phone because of the loan for drink. Uh, I'm looking for a coach who can keep me focused this year. I keep getting many calls, texts every day from people wanting to provide me leads, but really most of them don't have good strategies. Oh, yeah, that's tough. If you're looking for a good coach, um, honestly, talk to somebody from my team at the end of the call. Uh, we can kind of discuss how we can help you out here. So if you want, if anybody's looking for a coach or a coach this year, and that's your goal, our coaching program is free when you partner up with us. So if anybody that wants to talk about that, uh, we can definitely do that. Uh, I'm in the webinar course. First webinar scheduled February 16. Excited and scared. Sam, don't worry about it. It's easy. Uh, Samuel Wright. Yours is February 16. I'll, uh, if I can, Sam, in the next week, I'll call you actually. Um, see how that works out. So I'll do that. Where are all your pre-construction projects? Yes, they're all in Alberta. So everybody knows. Uh, Megan, have you ever used Boomtown? I haven't used Boomtown. A lot of people have used Boomtown. That's like a commissions inc. Uh, kind of thing. So, you know, it's pretty good. I know that there's been a lot of people that love Commissions Inc. I've used Follow Up Boss myself and Chime, although we're, we're going away from Chime ASAP because it's just too expensive. But uh, which which website do you use for rental properties? Uh, the one that I use is that's called Rent Faster in Alberta. But you can go on Kijiji or Craigslist. I don't know whatever your local one is. Just find a, just find a place that somebody has something for rent, and then you just call them and ask them if they want to sell. Uh, Chuck, I have not tried Ylopo, but I'm very familiar with it. Um, my team's not great at closing internet leads. I'm going to be completely honest. So to spend more money is challenging. But Ylopo, I know uh, some of the top agents in the country who are my friends love Ylopo and use it. How do you find cell numbers in Canada for expired listings? That I don't know, John. I've never been able to do expireds because in Alberta, I can't call expires, expireds, so I can't do it. What number do I call to talk to you guys? Obi, we'll put that in the end. There's not a phone number. There's a questionnaire that you can fill out. There's something you can talk about our whole coaching program we have behind the scenes. So uh, we'll be switching up our calls a little bit too in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be provide. It's going to be more structured. We're going to have 45 minutes. And we're going to, so many people ask about our coaching program. And it's actually because we have 5,000 people. We have too many people. 
that literary book stuff with us. So in order to, to in order to get people the information quicker, uh, in the next few weeks, our calls are going to be 45 minutes to the point, and then 15 minutes every week, we're going to explain the coaching call so we can kind of um, take the pressure off the people calling because it's it's dozens of hours a week um, where we could probably just do it. Um, we probably just do it at the end. So we're going to be changing that up too. Um, <clears throat> all right, Shane, what are the questions you got? Actually, there's a ton more in the Q&A section. Uh, what's Brad's niche? You want to close business time and closing in every month. How are you able to do 1200 did that? How do you get, how do I get into pre-construction? Honestly, that's a great question. I got into pre-construction because of my business partner, Mark, he did pre-construction. He sold like 2000 units. Uh, we really wanted to find some big developers and Mark came up with a system to, to do developers. So I think that with those developers and everything, it's, it's massive, right? Like we got a big whale, like we got a big fish. Those 900 units were all from one developer. So we found a unicorn he wants to do 2000 units this year. I was just on a phone call with him yesterday for an hour and a half. So he wants to do 2000 units. So we just kept trying. It took us years to get, to get that done. He kept saying no to us, kept saying no to us, kept saying no to us. And, uh, we ended up getting it. So it, it was pretty big. Um, Okay, how did you get a pre-construction? What's the name of the YouTube channel that did a million in nine months? I think it's Living in Dallas. The guy's name is Levi and Travis Plum. I think it's called Living in Dallas is their YouTube channel if you want to see what they're doing to mimic it. They also have a course that uh, they offer. Uh, we're going to be in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have them actually. So make sure you come on that. It's going to be a special event where we're going to have uh, them on actually in special events. It's going to be VIP access only. It's going to be limited. So Make sure that uh, make sure when we send that email out, you guys pay attention because we're gonna have we're gonna have them on here and they're gonna talk about how they did a million in a year uh, from YouTube, all organically and free. Uh, Brad used to get the people to sign a first time homebuyer webinar to agreements. I do Tanvir. I actually get them. I sign them up right away. And I, what I do is I actually do a, a call with them a lot of times. So for this for my first time webinars, what I'll actually do is once the mortgage broker sends them to me, a lot of times those I'll get a buyer's agreement via Zoom. So what I'll do is I'll do a whole buyer presentation and everything. I'll do a buyer presentation just like this on Zoom. And then I'll actually send in the buyer's agreement via DocuSign to get them to sign it. That way they're working with me. So how can I add three more listings by the end of next month? Well, Russ, you live in Kelowna, so that's impossible. Good luck. Um, I'm not 100% sure, man. I think that if I were you actually, Russ, uh, I would actually just thought of this right now because of your area is I would hit up, I would go and get your, an Airbnb account and start hitting up every Airbnb on there and ask them if they thought of selling and let them know what the market is. So I know that your rental market is very uh, strong in Kelowna. There's barely anybody to call even for rent. But if you haven't thought of that, I'd hit up Home and Away or whatever they called or, or um, uh, what, what are they called? I, I know there's Airbnb, but what's the other one? VRBO, right? VRBO, yeah. So called VRBO, I would text all of them and ask them, one, if they have a place that they want to sell or two, if they want to buy another investment property. Uh, that's what I would do, Russ, for uh, for that in your knowing where you're at and where you're from. Uh, Kelowna's market's pretty crazy, like pretty much everywhere else. But that's what I would do if I were to move to Kelowna. The very first thing I would do is hit up, um, hit that up. Um, all right. I've answered most of them here. Shane, if you want to go to the other ones now. Yeah. So there's two more at the top here. One of them is uh, from uh, Jazz. 
how, how do you get around revealing the builder as some buyers and other agents in disguise try to contact the builder on their own? I uh, see. Well, we're lucky because we control the inventory for our builder. So we have a really great relationship with our builder. Um, if you look at that, right. So like, if you have, if you have that, uh, and again, revealing. So I think the challenge is that we control it. So our, our, our builder now gets so many phone calls. His receptionist actually quit <laughs> yesterday because she gets so many calls from Toronto and what we do. So, um, I would say that, you know, it just depends. It's just, there's going to be a risk. You're going to get, people are going to try to cut you out. We just don't care. We just want to keep finding more and more units for us and our, and our people to sell. Uh, Missy just posted. Missy just posted the link to the YouTube channel for Levi and Travis living in Dallas. It's right there. Cool. Anybody wants to check it out. Hold on. Uh, can you repeat what you said about your leads getting pre-approved? So I just get my leads pre-approved first. Uh, that's for my um, that's for my course that I have. So that course that I've created for real estate agents who want to make a shit ton of money. If you don't want to make a shit ton of money, don't go there. If you want to make a shit ton of money. Click that link and go buy that course because people are making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every year from uh, from this course. And they set everything up for you. So whenever I get a lead, I always make sure they're pre-approved first. That's a big thing. I'm not going to take anybody out, especially in this market, to do it. Uh, so one, Tanvir, one webinar, two, pre-call with mortgage specialist, three, buyer presentation plus buyer contract. That's correct. Uh, I do the webinar. It's done. Then you pre-call them. The, the, the mortgage broker already pre-qualifies them for the webinar that I do, which is the best part about it. So when I do this webinar, I literally come in and I have, I do the presentation. There's whatever, 50 people on it. At the end of it, they go into my lender's Calendly link, books with them or books with him. And then whenever he does all the follow-up and does everything, sends them to me in order for me to, to show them. I know they're pre-approved. I do a Zoom with them. Then I get them under buyer agreement. Are you using Chuck? Are you using ISAs and VAs? I am using VAs, Chuck, not. I'm using ISAs too for different things, actually. Um, I'm using VAs for my social media stuff because it gives me anxiety. So I have like an editor uh, or, or a, a video editor that edits stuff. So yeah, all that stuff. So I do use ISAs and VAs. Yeah. That VRBO idea is actually a good idea. That's probably true, Rez. If you want to start using it in any market, you can. Uh, you know, that Airbnb See if people want to sell their rental property. Uh, but I've heard doing personal. So let's see, Fosta. Fosta, same thing. You and I keep playing phone tag. Yeah, you're supposed to call me Fosta, so call me. Great idea on rentals and short term rentals. I live North Carolina, so abundant. There you go. How do you keep motivated in this business when things go left in a transaction? Uh, the buyer and seller start to change personalities and they want you to pay for something like connected to closing, a fine repair. Uh, I don't pay for shit, Vicky. I tell them to fucking pound sand. Uh, I'm not paying for shit. That's no, that's their problem. Um, any links on Cleveland done? How do we get how do we get it a part of DIC? What course? Can we, let's go back to that question for a second. Is it, so because <laughs> it's <laughs> you just you 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 went over that really really quickly, right? Not a lot of agents are, in, are you know, I mean, in different markets, it's, you know, it can be a lot tougher. There's a lot of competition. You know, you don't want to lose clients. Um, you you want to make sure that these transactions go through. I mean, the attitude of of you know, it's like I'm not paying for anything. Too bad. Go sort it out. Um, 
is that something like you've been like that, you know, I, I'm assuming you talk to your, like you try to talk through it with your clients to make it, you know, seem a little bit more reasonable, or is it just now you're at a point where it's like, you know what, I don't care. It's like, pretty much like I'm pretty fucking jaded. So it's now it's the point where it's like, I want this. It's like, do you want the house or not? Like I'm more polite than that now, but I am, I'm old and now I'm a refugee in the States. So I'm also pretty cranky today. So it's like all of the above, but like, I just don't have patience for it. Like, I'm not going to pay for something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want you to pay because the fridge is broken. No. Do you want the house or not? We'll go find you another one. I'm not paying $2,000 for a fridge that broke or something like that. That's just, it's not how I do business. If that's how you do business, fantastic. If I were to pay, if I would pay for something that every time they ask for, I'd be more broke. Like, it just, it just doesn't work. Like, you can't do it, right? And, but it's setting clients' expectations up. It's like, would you want me, if something happened for whatever job you did, or would you pay me out of your pocket? Um, a lot of a lot of people think real estate agents make too much money. And it's not the case a lot of times. You can make good money, but it comes with a lot of stress, a lot of hard work. So I personally, I personally just don't do it. Like if I really have to, to close the deal, and let's say that like, I don't want to take them back out again. And it's like, it's 500 bucks, maybe. Like if it's a client that's pissing me off and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. It's 500 bucks. I've done it a couple of times, but I really try to go out of my way not to give any of my money because I work my ass off to get it. Kevin here has a, uh, a question. How do you deal with this multiple offer bidding war prices going on, uh, going for 30, 40,000 over list price here in Calgary? Uh, luckily, I've been part of something similar, not to the extent that it is. Um, there's a couple different things that you can do, and a lot of realtors don't know this, and it depends, but you just really want to make friends like be you really have to kill the other real estate agent with kindness like if i'm getting multiple offers there's times that i'll just work with the person that i like and i'll maybe bring them up right like i'll bring so let's say that i list a house at four hundred thousand. i have an offer from somebody i like at 410 but my highest offer is 420. i'll go back to the person at 410 because i like them or maybe because i know and be like hey look if you want to get this done you got to be at 425. i'm making the number up but at least i give them the option so kevin if you're doing this and you're going through Make sure you're just super nice to the realtor. Ask them what they want. Ask them exactly what their buyer's condition for, the dates that they want. Like make it as uh, make it the best way possible. Now, some people say you can do this, some you can't. I don't know the exact answer to this, but the truth is like I've put a clause in there before that my client will pay $10,000 more than the highest offer in a term. Um, you have to explain it. A lot of agents don't really like it, but... It's like, hey, look, my client's willing to go $10,000 higher than the highest offer, but you have to show us the offer and who the realtor is. And I've won a couple that way, to be honest, Kevin, uh, is I've had, and I had to explain it to the agent. Um, not a lot of agents want to play ball with that because they don't believe it's fair, but it is fair. It's in your offer. You just got more creative. So in this market right now, for the offers that I'm doing, that's what I'm going to start doing if I have to, as long as my client's cool with it. But the cool thing is that you don't have to take it. Like a lot of agents, then you'll bring it to you. It's like, let's say the offer is 400, let's say the house is 400,000 and the offer is 475 and your client's not willing to go 485. They have to show it to you anyways. Then you're just like, okay, thanks. I don't want to. Like it'll piss them off, but who cares? Like in this market, you're just trying to get the deal done. So that's how I would do it. Sturgy asks here, what's the fastest way to become an expert in your market? <laughs> Depends what you want to be an expert in right? Like I'm an expert in infills. I'm an expert in pre-construction. Those are kind of my two niches right now and investors. So 
I think it just depends. You got to start somewhere. So I don't know if you want to be an expert in an area or if you want to be an expert in doing a certain activity, right? Like, do you want to be an expert in retirement communities? Okay, well, there's certifications. You can go to work with seniors. There's all these different things. So I think that's a pretty broad question. I think you have to find out what you want to be an expert in and then go be an expert in that. Um, but you have to find out what you want to be an expert in first. Who has been okay. successful? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, can you, uh, who has been your, my set successful VA company? His name is Christian. Uh, it's just a guy that, that has a company and I have, I think three VAs from him. So um, I don't know if we can, I don't know. He's, he's actually stay tuned, Shane. I, he's going to come in and do a course. He's going to train on how VAs can, can help agents leverage time. So we'll have another training on that in the next few weeks too. Cool. So that'll be coming up. Uh, can you talk about calling landlords? Uh, I know you don't use the script, but what is your strategy in the call? Thanks for sharing. Okay, Tom. So going back to calling landlords, there's actually multiple ways you can get listings from calling these landlords that have places for rent. One, you ask them if they have a place. So write this down. One, you ask them if they want to sell their place that you're calling about. If they say no, you ask them if they have any others that they'd sell. Because a lot of investors actually have other investment properties. So they'll be like, well, and where I came up with this idea is I actually called a guy one time and I said, would you like to sell this property? He's like, no, but I would actually sell this other one that I have. And I'm like, oh shit, I should start asking him if they have other ones. So the, the, the great thing about calling these landlords um, and doing this is that they normally have, they could have multiple properties. So ask them if they want to sell that property. Then you ask them if they have any other properties they want to sell. Then you ask them if they want to buy another investment property. So there's three different questions you're going to ask an investor and investors normally want to invest more. So those are three uh, important questions. You get to ask them three questions in one. So you might find a buyer, another property or that property. So that's why it's one of my favorite ways to get business uh, is because they're normally looking for other deals too. Okay. I just went through some of these longer ones here, um, but basically how do you handle clients that want you to share or cut your commissions? Um, how do I get it? Sorry, say that again. How do you handle clients that want you to cut or share your commissions? Handle a cut or share my commission. So there's two different ways. So sometimes you'll go up against a real estate agent uh, and this is, it, it doesn't work all the time, but my biggest one, when I go up against a real estate agent, that's cutting their commission for the listing. Um, the big one that I tell them is I'm just like, I, I ask them in, in Canada, it's different. in Alberta, it's different. So we get three and a half percent on the first hundred thousand and one and a half on the balance. Sounds confusing, but that's the way that it is. So what I'll say is like, all right, about the other real estate agents, like, well, the other real estate agents willing to do it for three and one instead of three and a half, one and a half. I'm like, okay, great. So what's the average commission in Calgary? And most people know it's like for the, for the, for representing me, they're like, oh, it's three and a half, one and a half. I'm like, and you're saying it's the average commission. They're like, yep, that's the average commission. I'm like, so you want to go with a real estate agent that can't even negotiate their own money. And they kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, if the average commission is three and a half, one and a half, there's an agent that's responsible for your money that can't even negotiate his own money because he can't negotiate with the averages. So you want a below average real estate agent that can't negotiate his own money to negotiate your money. And they're like, uh, and they kind of think about it for a bit because it's true. You have an agent that's discounting himself. I'm like, what are they going to do when it comes time to getting you more money? If they're falling over to try to get to try to get it, they're not going to fight for your money. They can't even fight for their own money. And that actually is a big one. A lot of people are like, holy shit. So that actually 
I don't, I don't lose very many when I bring up that objection. Um, what I'll also do sometimes is like in a market like this, it's like, all right, I'm willing to discount my commission. Let's, if we're listing the house at the price that I want, like it's, the, it's something that I want to list it at. So let's say I'm using 400,000 again, just for, for, let's say I want it listed at 400 because I think it's going to go. It's like, all right, if I get you full price, then I get full commission. If I don't get you full price, then this is my commission. So in a market that's like pretty hot, and if you know it's going to go for like in multiples for 50,000 more, you say, look, my goal is to get you $50,000 more than asking price. If I do that, then I get full commission. So there's just creative ways that you can do things. Uh, <clears throat> Olympia was asking, can this company pre-approve leads in Montreal? Um, I, so the, the, what we were talking about earlier, which was the first time home buyer program, um, the, the actual program itself, the company actually works with you to set up the first time home buyer webinars. You actually get your own, um, lenders to work with you to do the pre-approvals. So that's how, that's how that works. Uh, Megan's asking, what is a VA and ISA? So a VA would be a virtual assistant. And then an ISA would be an inside sales agent. Sorry, I just keep going here. Yep. Tom asked, Gene, can I get a new link to Brad's course and password? Can't find it. I don't know what that is. Oh, sure. Yes. Shoot me an email, Tom. Okay. Uh, all right. Hold on. Robert's asking, what's an infill? That's <laughs> funny because I had to ask you the same thing when we first started working together. <laughs> yeah, so an infill is basically in Calgary. It's it's a it's a known thing in Calgary. In the inner city, there's like bungalows or ranchers or whatever you guys call them in the United States. They're different everywhere. But it's basically a bungalow that gets torn down on a 50 by 120 lot. It's normally the size. And they put up two singles. Uh, they put up two brand new homes. So I don't know why the, it's called an infill. It just is. So uh, that is what an infill is. Why they're called that, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Kevin, yeah, I'll call you. Um, I have you to, I have you written down to call you, uh, whenever I get home, I'm supposed to get home today. I'll need a couple days to get settled in my life in order, but I'll call you by the weekend. Um, actually, Kevin, if you want, I'll just put my phone number on here too. text me. If anybody has any questions about anything, you can text me. And I'll try to get back to you. I'm traveling all today. Uh, what other questions did you have, Shane? I think we have more. All right. So um, I've been in real estate for about three years now. I'd like to start a team. Uh, where would you suggest I start uh, to make it successful? <sighs> I fucking would never start a team ever again. Um, I think it just depends. I wouldn't do it. The answer is I wouldn't start a team. I'm just being honest. Like teams aren't profitable. Like I, I literally, I literally sit here and I talk to people um, and that have teams and some of these top teams are running at like 17, 25% profit. Like that's disgusting. So they might bring in $4 million, run a team of, you know, run a team of 20 and they profit 600,000. Like I could do that on my own with a, with one assistant and two buyer's agents. So I think if you want to start a team, you have to be doing the volume first, uh, for sure. Like you gotta be doing at least 40 at least 40 deals a year before you start a team. Otherwise, no offense, you don't need help. If you're doing 40 deals, I did not, I did 87 deals or whatever it was last year and I run a fucking circus and I sold 900 pre-con. Like if people are like, oh, it's so busy doing 30, shut up, you're being a baby. It's not, you're not busy. Like that's not busy. But if that's your definition of busy, 
then your organization's dog shit. Like 30 deals, it's a lot of deals, but it's not a lot of work. Like it's really not. And if that offends you, I don't know, I, it shouldn't, but it's just not. So I think it, you have to be doing the business in order to get a team going. So I think that that's a big, a big part of it is first you have to get the team. Then you got to find out how to get leads. Um, a lot of teams are coming and joining our coaching program because we have live coaches. We train people all the time. So it takes the training away from them. So I think it just depends what you're trying to do to start a team. Did you post your phone number? Somebody's asking for it. Yeah, I did. I'll post it again. I posted on the Q&A side. Maybe it didn't come up here. Um, Jazz here is asking, oops, shoots, hang on a I just lost my, okay, there we go. Um, do you use mainly Facebook ads for leads when selling pre-constructions or do you use Google ads as well, which is the most effective uh, from your experience? So I can answer that because yeah, you're the one that it. so, uh, it's almost, uh, we've done, I think over the past two years, average budgets of anywhere between eight to 15,000. I think there was one month last year like $28,000 yeah. in Facebook ads and all of it was on hundred percent um, Facebook ads. Now with the pre-construction stuff, we do them a little bit differently because we're doing pre-con webinars, which is crazy. I never thought we could actually Your sell idea. homes over a webinar, <laughs> which is wild. But uh, so we basically run the ads. We advertise the webinar and Brad comes on on a webinar for an hour, talks about the project. And at the end of it, it's uh, if you're interested, text this phone number or book a call. Um, we tried different things, um, and that's uh, been, you know, pretty successful. And the majority of what we've done with that um, has been Facebook ads. Uh, and we've just, again, we've got new campaigns and we just launched uh, a couple weeks ago. That's all Facebook ads as well. And I, I think the pre-con stuff is just one of those things that's really, really easy to just start pumping in a ton of leads. Um, people want new construction. And, uh, and the one thing I love about new construction is that you don't need a listing to advertise it, you're leveraging somebody else's inventory, which is, uh, uh, for, especially for agents that don't have listings, just use the builder's listings um, and you just get a ton of leads from them. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so, you know, Shane had an idea. I was doing first-time homebuyer webinars to start doing, selling um, selling units on, like doing a webinar, but selling pre-construction units to investors. And I'm like, I don't know if that's ever going to work. And lo and behold, I think we sold... 60 or 70 last year from it right like it was a lot it was a big chunk of our business last year so pretty exciting that uh, we're selling we're literally selling units to people across uh canada on a zoom seminar so never thought that could happen so thanks shane that was that was a fantastic idea uh another question hold on how do you get people to attend a pre-con webinar shane go ahead that's that's you so he, shane runs the ad so i don't know if you maybe want to talk i basically do we have a project that's coming up next week, Shane. I don't know if you know that, but we'll have to do it for next week. I just got the info today, actually, or yesterday. So we'll, uh, we're going to promote that, but uh, we'll need that going out for next week so we can do it. But I guess why don't you tell them I'm giving you a project. Why don't you tell them, I guess, what the next steps are? Because I have one for you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I wait for the info, which I usually get last minute. <laughs> so, and um, and basically, it's, you know, it's very similar to, you know, promoting uh a pre-con listing so it's you know we've got condos for you know 249,000 we're doing a uh, an exclusive presentation on this date and if you want to register here's the you know the link or click the button like it's it's they're very very simple ads we have a picture of of the condo or a picture of Brad's face on there with the condo or whatever you know we've tried a bunch of different things 
Uh, but but the ad itself is really uh, uh, is it, really simple. And then we have a very simple landing page that they go to, and they fill in their information, name, email, phone number, uh, and uh, and then that's it. I think one of the keys to to the webinars, and and it's you know this is always a struggle, is getting people to the webinars. Uh, so you know there's been times where you know we're getting you know 20 percent of the people that have registered to the webinar. Um, on the webinar, or yeah, so 20% of the people that have actually registered. So if we've, if we've you know, spent $6,000 and we've gotten 300 leads and now we're getting, you know, maybe 40 people on the webinar, uh, that's tough. But sometimes we're seeing numbers of 50%, 60%. But one of the things that we, uh, we really underestimated, I think, early on is the, uh, the value of the database we've built now over the past year and a half with these webinars. So now we've built this, this massive database of investors and every time we come up with a project i mean even the duplexes that we're doing right now we haven't done any webinars we haven't even spent any money on advertising no. and and we're we're selling i am i'm assuming we're selling six hundred thousand dollar duplexes 650 650 back to the database so now instead of spending money on facebook ads we've got this big database that we've been building over the past um over the past year and a half and we're just sending out emails on a regular basis back to the database. So every time we have a new project or a new product comes up, um, we put together an email, we send it out. Uh, even the guys, like the team members, you know, they'll blast out uh, text messages, and and we we're getting a ton of responses from that. So uh, so you know we we started with the webinars, uh, we did well with that, and we were doing them for about a year and a half, and then uh, we kind of cooled down that because we just we got busy with other things, Christmas and things like that. Uh, but now it's like just leveraging the database and we're not spending any money on advertising right now and we're closing deals. Yeah, it's big. It's huge, right? You're building the database and you just keep building it and building it and building it. And, you know, you find the inventory, you find something that works and we're going to keep selling these all year from, from a database that we, you know, we've done for a year and a half. So, you know, you make <laughs> money from the deals, but then you make more money from the people that haven't bought and then they just keep seeing you. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think the, the one of the biggest mistakes I see real estate agents do with, um, you know, when, when they start paying for lead gen, um, they really look at this in a short, like as a short term thing, right? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to spend 500 bucks next month. I'm going to generate, you know, 100 leads or so, and I try to follow up with them. That if not one of them closes, then um, I'm just going to shut it down and then we move on to the next thing, right? really what you should really be doing is you should be, you're running a business here, right? So allocate a certain amount of budget annually. And so if you're allocating a budget to, you know, paid marketing and do that for a year, because that database that you're building as a real estate agent becomes really, really valuable. Because in the following year, if you're spending $500, say you're spending $500 a month or even $1,000 a month, which is $12,000 a year, you're generating, you know, anywhere between 200 to 300 leads a month. At the end of that year, you now have a database with, you know, 25 to 3,000 leads in two years, you have 6,000 leads and you spend 24,000, you're printing money at that point because now every listing you get or every, you know, you can start like, I see real estate agents now doing like top 10 lists and they're emailing that out to their database or, you know, and they start booking appointments through their database or you pick up a new construction project and you email that back out to your database. Now you don't have to spend any money on marketing anymore or you can continue to spend the marketing, the money on the marketing side and continue to leverage your database and now you're, you know, generating twice as much business, or at least, you know, you would hope so anyways. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah, our database is going to be great this year, knock on wood. For sure. So, and we, now we're really pumping it up. Like now we're, 
you know, we're, we're leveraging, we're going to be leveraging the webinars, but also just typical lead gen, just to start generating cheap leads to fill up the database so that, um, uh, so that we can, we can start selling more units to them over the next couple of years. Um, what are the, I, what are the questions we have Shane? Oh yeah. <clears throat> we just got one here. Um, how many deals do you need to be doing to bring a buyer's agent? And what would be normal splits with that buyer's agent? Uh, everybody's different. Uh, depends. You know, a lot of a lot of agents depends if you're bringing them the lead or if they're bringing the lead themselves. So I, I think splits can most splits are 50 50, to be honest. But, you know, it's sometimes tough to get a good buyer's agent to give you 50 percent of what they're doing also. So maybe you do a 60 40 split. I think it also depends what you offer. Like I have an office space. We provide leads. I have two assistants that they get to use. I pay for everybody's expenses. So splits is tough like that's a really tough conversation to have with different people i think it just depends on on what you offer to be honest if you just offer them nothing and you're just giving them leads uh it's gonna be pretty tough to convince people to give you 50 percent of their stuff because you're just giving them leads which anybody can go and get just by paying for them in my opinion um so we have one more question here in the chat i know we're running out of time um i've got two i've got like six or seven left on the list but i have two that maybe we can answer really quickly um so really fast megan asks how do you get into new constructions if you have no connections with uh, builders and i think this is a really common question that we get a lot is how do you get into the new construction uh, business yeah i think that the big thing is is you just keep knocking on doors like you know when i got into pre-construction with marvers isle i didn't know anything about pre-construction then we started doing it in the inner city and then i went to bigger uh to bigger ones so I think you're just going in, you're just trying to pro, like show your value, go learn about them, go learn different things. Um, you know, go learn about everything you can about the developer, learn about the stages, see how much product they have. You got to start somewhere. So find a developer that you want to work with or a builder and get and go market some of their product. That's how you start. Like you literally go find a builder, find some product they have coming up and then start making advertisements, advertisements to try to sell their product. Get in with them. They'll see you start selling your product. Then they'll want to give you more product then you can go get more people and that's just kind of how we grew but you got to start off somewhere if you not, know nothing about it go learn about it go find out what their prices are go find different builders who you want to work with which builders work with realtors which ones don't um you got to start somewhere and that's it and then start advertising for them for free uh their inventory so you can bring them buyers that's that's how we did it all right let's uh let's let's uh, end with this one here um what are the top three things you would suggest to an agent that is just starting out in the industry? Um, and then another one, which is essentially about the same thing, but um, what is one thing that you do consistently that you feel is what has brought you the most success? Drink. So let's start, let's start with the first one, which top three things you would do as a new agent. Top three things. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? The number one thing they do consistently say successful, I said drink, kind of like you. <laughs> I think that you want to book, sorry, I'm going to go booking in a call because I'm getting some people are private messaging me. So sure. for those who don't want to, we'll go back and ask that question again. Sorry, Shane, give me one second, but I had a bunch yeah. of people blow me up here because they know it's the time, the, the time where you kind of advertise it. So for those of you that want to talk about our coaching, we have a lot of stuff behind the scenes. We are going to start showing it, Shane, probably I'd say in what, two to three weeks, we'll just, we're going to get a new slide deck. And the last 15 minutes is always going to be to explain our coaching because we have dozens of people that book uh, to talk with our coaches every week. So now what we're going to do is instead we're going to explain it all at the end of this of the calls that way you can take away some of the calls that we're getting so 
Um, that's going to be a big thing that we're doing. So if anybody wants to book a call again with myself or any of the coaches, please click, click the link there. The coaching call is 30 minutes. We kind of go over where you're at, see if it's a fit for our program to kind of come in and be business partners with us. So the link is in there, but go ahead, Shane, if you can ask that question again, sorry, I was a little, little sidetracked. No worries. Top, top three things you'd suggest to a real estate agent. Um, hang on a second. Let me read that. Yeah. So top three, <laughs> that top three things you would suggest to an agent that is just starting out in this industry. Um, top three things, find a mentor, somebody that you like. I mean, there's a lot of free people out there, like our coaching program's free, but you know, it's here every Tuesday. So I think the number one thing is find somebody YouTube, whatever. There's so much information out there. Find somebody you connect with. Um, that's probably the number one thing is find a mentor. Uh, number two thing is like, seriously, get your schedule right. Like you have to, have to, have to get your schedule right. You have to, because you know, you have to put tasks in there, what tasks you want to do um, to be successful. And you want to fill your calendar up with income producing activities. I talked to a lot of agents like, Oh, I'm so busy. I fucking hate it. When agents say that it drives me bananas. Like Shane knows it's a, it puts me on tilt instantly. Like agents that say they're so busy and do 20 deals a year. Like you're not fucking busy. You're not, you think you are, but you're not. Then I do an exercise with them all the time. Great. For the next week, I want to write, I want you to write down from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, what you do throughout the day. Every single time they come back to me, they're like, oh my gosh, I really don't do too much. It's like, exactly. You don't do anything. So a lot of agents sit there and think that they're busy. So make sure that truthfully, make sure your schedule is on point. Find out what you want to do. If it's door knocking, if it's cold calling, if it's retirement communities, if it's doing TikTok videos, if it's doing YouTube, whatever you want to do, do it every day to be consistent. And that's like, you have to be consistent. If you're inconsistent, it's going to be really, really hard to make it. Uh, number three thing is even find like an accountability partner, find somebody out of your brokerage or find somebody and then get somebody to hold you accountable if you're having a hard time doing stuff. So those are the three things I would do if you're new. Now, the first, the three things I would do to get business out of the gates, which I'll kind of go a different way in case people want to hear that. Uh, I definitely do the retirement community thing that we coach. Definitely. That could be for a new agent. That's easy. Definitely call landlords. That's the other thing. And those are all, those are free. And then I would post on Facebook marketplace. Uh, there's a post that you can have with our training that um, basically it's like comment with your rent, with your monthly rental amount. And I'll send you a list of homes that you can buy with that. So I, I think that those are the three things I would do if you're a new agent to start off to. And then um, my last question here on my list uh, is what's the number one thing you do consistently every single day? that has made you successful oh. aside from the boozing <laughs> i would say the yeah the number one thing that i do the number the, the number one thing that i do is that i do shit even when i don't want to i i that sounds so cliche and stupid but it's true i think that's what makes it so different for me is that even if i don't want to make the calls even if I'm sitting there being like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I do it still. And that's like a big part. I think that's, a, I don't know, Shane, you've got to be the same boat. It's not like when I call you and tell you, hey, Shane, I got a hundred things that you need to do. It's not like you're like, yes, this is amazing every single time, right? Like what, what, I don't know, what feedback would you be? You work your ass off, man. You're the reason why this whole thing is afloat. You work 20 hours a day. It's the same question to you, man. How do you keep going? What do you do? I, it's just work. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, it's just, you know what it is. Part of it is, is I, I think, I think it's very similar to what you've said before, which is um, 
you know, you wake up every morning thinking you're broke, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's part, like it's, it's, it scares me to have to, you know, go work retail because I'm not making money in my business. It, it's, I'm motivated and I'm driven to, 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 to succeed um, because of that fear, I guess. And, uh, and, and part, yeah, every day I do things that I don't want to do. Um, but there, you know, there are things that make it a little bit easier. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm addicted to the wins. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. And I learned that really early on, which is, um, you know, I remember when I was 21, but the biggest deal I've ever, I'd ever closed was $485,000. This was in the tech business during the tech boom. And when I got that purchase order on our fax machine, <laughs> I was just like the high from that was incredible. And I've been chasing that high ever since. And so, and it doesn't matter if small wins, big wins, whatever it is, you know, we new agents coming on the team. Uh, you know, we, we sell some units on, you know, through our advertising and, and, and so on. The, the wins drive me to continue to, to wake up every single day and keep going. And, um, and now I think it's part of it has become habit. You know, it's just, uh, I wake up, I go to work, I do the things I don't want to do. I win at the end of the day or during the day. And then, uh, following day comes along. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's, it's a big part of it. I do wake up every day as if I have nothing. Like, I think that's it. Cause it's still the, the money's in the bank and the deals in the bank. It's not there. Uh, I know that some people on my team, uh, a good friend of mine, Adam, when he started in his career, He'd be like, oh, I'm going to sell 10 this month. I, this person and this person's going to buy and this person's going to buy. And he'd fucking get lazy, not do anything. There's months where none of them bought because of different stuff, right? Like there's 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 different reasons. He he like he would take the foot off his gas for a month. He'd basically take a month off and just coast. Then he, he'd sell seven in a month, but then he'd go zero, zero, one or something like that. Because, you know, what you're doing now, you're getting paid in 90 days a lot of time in real estate or, or selling something in 90 days. So you take the, your foot off the gas in January, you're going to have a shitty March and April because the work you're doing now, you're getting paid or selling something then. So I think that that's a big part of it too, is, you know, making sure that when you're doing something, be consistent about everything, even if you don't want to do it. It's true. Like I literally, and Hardy, what's up, man? I literally, every week I wake, I, I, every day I wake up as if I have nothing. I don't, but I could have $10 million in the bank and I still wake up as if I have nothing. So that's, that's a big part of, of my mental state and how I stay strong and successful is I come from a place of abundance, believing I can go and do anything, but I live every morning in, at a scarcity. Like I have nothing coming in. Even if I know I have three, well, I have 1200 paychecks coming in. It's easy to take your foot off the gas if you have 1200 paychecks coming in. Right. Um, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as what's the next thing. How many more people can we help? What's the next milestone? Uh, to keep going. So that that's what keeps me going. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing too, like one of the big things for us is, um, you know, like we've established some really, uh, uh, you know, some big goals for ourselves over the next, like for myself and my wife. And, um, and, and we want to achieve those goals and we're, you know, we're, we're trying to work towards those. Uh, one of those goals is to get the hell out of this city because of the weather. Um, it's brutal, but you know, like you know, there are things we want to do in life, and I think uh, having a clear vision, uh, some some clear goals, and uh, like I have some goals written up. And you do the same thing, Brad. Like you know, you've got the, the your, your goal of you know making a million dollars, and then the following year making ten million. Like you know, um, you know, setting yourself some some big goals. 
and uh, and trying to achieve those, um, at least for me, has big, been a big part of it. You know, I don't want to work for the rest of my life. Like, like I, you know, I'm a lot older than Brad. A <laughs> so lot, not a lot. A lot. <laughs> I feel like five years is a lot, but uh, you know, it's how much like, we work? Keep, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I'm starting to feel really old because like all these young guys are, you know, popping up all over the place doing the same stuff that that we do. And so, you know, I, I'm the clock's ticking, right? So I got to work hard. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. And uh, I need to get to those goals. I think the biggest thing, too, is realizing that if your goal is 40, like I remember whenever I wanted to make $500,000 one year, uh, I was my second year in real estate. And then a third year in real estate, and I made like 480,000. I'm like, I want to make 500,000. Then I made like 490. I couldn't crack the 500 barrier. I'm like, fuck it, I want to make a million dollars. And then that year I made $860,000 or whatever it was. But it, the point of the story is, is that what got me here won't get me there, right? Like if, if, if I want to make 500, I'm capping myself. And that's why love him or hate him. That's why I love Grant Cardone with so many things. Like just 10X it, you know, like just 10 times it. And if you fail miserably, like, you know, our coaching program, Shane, we started, I joke about it. You're like, do you think we get 100? I'm like 100, I want 1,000. Well, we're at 5,000. You know what I mean? Like there's 5,000 people have signed up for this Tuesday coaching call. And our goal, your goal was a hundred. My goal was a thousand and now we're at 5,000. So even I wasn't even thinking big enough with what this could be. So I think that you're, you're most people here on this call. You're the one that's limiting what you can do. And you're the one that's limiting your own beliefs is just have massive action, but take massive action. Because for me to be a real estate agent, to make 500,000 and for me to be a real estate agent, to make a million is two completely separate things. Because what's going to get me to a million or to, to a million is far different work ethic and what I have to do than to make five hundred thousand. So I think set your goals, set them high, and, and then crush them, and then and then redo it. But you have to want it. And again, it's not what my goal is. A lot of people ask, well, how do I? This sounds strange, but like, how do I be like you and your business stuff that you do? Um, and you got to want it. It's not easy. So I think it's finding what you want to do, get there, and then see if you want to do more. Because a lot of people hit their goal and like, I'm good. I'll just keep keep here and there's nothing wrong with that all right man i think uh duty calls so i gotta be out of here i gotta be out of my room in 23 minutes and i still gotta shower and pack so i'll uh for those of you for those of you that um if your first time on here normally i'm in a little bit of a better mood i'm a little salty today but i think overall i did pretty good i give myself about a seven truthfully probably about a seven which isn't too bad all things considered I've been living guys out. if you got some value out of this call let us know in the chat here <laughs> i was wondering about brad's uh uh mood Mental today space. just knowing he's been stuck in the u.s for two weeks now <laughs> it's, uh, let us know if you got some value in the chat and uh why don't you uh let 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 brad know that he did a good job today even seven out of ten is okay normally i'm out of 10 out of 10 so for those of you i can i recognize a lot of these names here come a long time so you can be a harsh critic that I wasn't my normal self today, but still not too bad. Still not too bad. So that was good. These are my favorite ones. I do love the Q&A because it keeps me on my feet. I never know what the questions are going to be, um, I think, which is huge, which I love is I love just answering honestly. And if I don't know it, I don't fucking know it. So um, I, I really love these Q&As. And I think that Shane will probably start. We talked about doing these once a month. Right. And I think that we'll probably get to that because. It was one of our bigger calls. Lots of people get their questions answered. So I, I think we'll probably make this a, a monthly thing now. Lisa, I will smooch that pup. I miss that pup so much. It's ridiculous. And my wife. Not that Jess is watching this, but I miss her too. So thanks, everybody here. If you guys want to book a call, for those of you who never booked a call with us, it's a 30-minute call. If this is your first time, we kind of go over your business and what to do. So um, 
That's good. Hey, Robert Adams gave me an eight and a half. Robert, you're very kind. That's pretty good. I gave myself. I saw, a ten, I saw a 10 on 10. <laughs> That's not bad. Super valuable, massive value, guys. So much value in your guidelines. I love it. Great info. I give you an eight. Fuck you, Steve. I know you're just, see, look, you just kind of give a winky face, but still not bad. Uh, good information. Thanks, guys. So next week, Shane, what is next week? I don't even know. Do you? Precon. Next week is pre-construction. We haven't done pre-con in a while. So for all of you that ask pre-con questions, my business partner, Mark Rizal, is going to be here. And we're going to drop on how we sold 900 units of pre-con and kind of guide you guys on what to do if you want to work with developers. So make sure you guys are here next week. I appreciate you, Shane. A nine, 10 out of 10. Pinky, yeah, love yeah, you, buddy. Look at that. <laughs> and they've seen me. Like, thank you seen me before. I know I recognize, like, a lot of these people are here quite often. So that's not too bad. High fives all around. Good. That's good. Appreciate that. So keep coming back. Pre-con next week. Every week we have something different. Work with one of our coaches again. I don't know if we'll be ready for next week, Sheen, but we really should put in the effort for two weeks from now so we can describe our coaching so it stops bumping in our system. So I'll be back ready to go. So Saeed Z10s. And these people keep coming back. I know all of them. So that's fantastic. There's a lot of value that made up for the crunchiness. Fair enough. That's true. (laughs) That's very, very true. All right, Shane, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody on here. Uh, thanks oh, for you next Tuesday. I'm going to go kiss my wife and my dog tonight. Hopefully, Shane, I will touch base with you later on. All right, sounds good. Take All care, right, guys. Thanks, thanks everybody. Right. Oh, I will do that, Steve. Hold on. Steve wants the invite a friend. Okay, the invite a friend is in there. Hold on. In the chat. What's he need an invite a friend link anyways? He has his own link. <laughs> he wants it. I don't know. He does whatever he All wants. Right. <laughs> yeah, go home and stop being cranky. I know, after it's so true. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. There's everything you need. Shane, as always, fantastic. Yep. <clears throat> um, we'll see you around, buddy. I'll call you later. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Ciao.